and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we reach back into your childhood, pluck out a movie, give it a rewatch and have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade and welcome back. You watched it so many times before and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it and now you show it to your friends and they're like, what? What am I watching? Why? What? Why? Why Why this film? I'm joined today by William Fletcher from At The Movies with William Fletcher. Hello. Hello. This is weird. This (laughs) is interesting to be on the 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 not the host. (laughs) But I mean, it's always it's just a conversation. Like it's not it it, it should be fine. Yeah, which is fine. Well, fingers crossed that it's okay. (laughs) So your chosen movie today comes from 2009 and it is Aliens in the Attic. The IMDb breakdown, a group of kids must protect their vacation home from invading aliens. So William, why this film? Well, I uh, gave you a, a list of potential choices and this is the one you chose. Um, and it was interesting to go back to it because I haven't seen it in... I don't know how long it's been a a long time. Uh, I just have memories of watching it all the time. You know, when you're a kid, you just watch a film obsessively to a point of near insanity at times. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it it was I was wondering, because, you know, it's uh, a lot of the time films that I grew up with that I've revisited in recent years, like lots of Disney stuff predominantly. and and DreamWorks as well actually. Um, it all it all holds up fairly well. It's always like yeah, it's as good as I remember it being. But this is like, I would kind of assume that I would be like, oh, it's like a film that you enjoy as a kid. But when you grow up, you're like, oh, it's not, it's not that good. It's, it's like a, it's a film made for children. And I think, but if you take it at that level and, and like sort of ap- approach it as a kids film, I think you can hopefully enjoy it. Like I think it. I, I don't think you can compare this necessarily the way you would other like you sort of take films at certain levels. Yeah, absolutely. So, did you see this in cinemas when it first came out? How old would you have been in two thousand nine? I would have been six. So. Oh, perfect. So the per- so really the perfect age. And then I imagine yeah. you got it on sort of video DVD, and that's when you started watching it obsessively. I don't think I saw this in the cinema. I don't remember when I first saw this, but that's huh. I, it is it was on DVD and and I do uh, that's how I rewatched it in fact for this. Nice. I, I got the DVD because you know DVD and I was like okay this, and see so I watched it yeah yesterday and so it's fairly fresh and it's um well it's very interesting because there's just like all these people that I now know that are like in it. I know, yeah, we've got uh, Elvis Presley himself, Golden Globe winner here as cousin Jake Austin Butler. It's, I mean, it, the cast is interesting. It's um, the biggest name top build is Ashley Tisdale. And mm-hmm. she's sort of sidelined a bit. I was really excited for for an Ashley, what I thought was going to be an Ashley T- Tisdale vehicle. But she's she's very much the sort of sister on the side here. Um, mm. And then Carter Jenkins as Tom, the main character, his cousin Jake, played by Austin Butler. 
Uh, then we've got a few more kids as well that aren't quite as well known. And then Robert Hoffman plays Ricky, which is Ashley Tisdale's Bethany's boyfriend. So a fairly sort of well-known for the time cast, I think, that sort of child actor group. Uh, Robert Hoffman's not done much, but I mean, without spoiling anything, I think he steals the film completely <laughs> in this. So I'd never, ever seen this before. I had obviously heard of it. I was aware of it. I was going to the movies a lot when it came out in 2009, but I would have been around 15, 16. So if I'd have seen it back then when it first came out, I probably would have just completely written it off as something dreadful for kids however coming to it now for this podcast and watching it last night I had such a good time I was surprised at how inventive and funny it was um, because it looks so by the books and by the numbers but family unit the relationships between the kids the jokes the things that they get up to um it's groundbreaking it's not Pixar but it's really solid family entertainment and as I say, what they do with Robert Hoffman's character, Ricky, is so inventive and his performance is so astoundingly good. I stayed to the end of the credits because they put bloopers in the credits and I stayed for the whole thing just to watch him do more shenanigans. So the plot, as we've sort of briefly said, is a family goes on vacation. And what's lovely about it is that we've got this small family unit of the sort of mum, dad and the three kids. But then they meet up with their uncle, their recently divorced uncle, their grandma. And then the uncle's also got kids. So it's cousins. And it's almost quite an old fashioned thing to have that family unit, that extended family unit represented not only in that way but they all get on that's a little bit of tension but fund it very quickly and it's the same with the initial siblings there's no hatred there's no name calling there's no pitting on each other they work together as a team as a family and they're all really wholesome and supportive of each other and I just found that so lovely and endearing I don't know if that was something you noticed it really like yeah like they sort of they there like there was a bit of arguing and, and bickering but it's like that's just what families are you you re, you don't really see fat like a lot of the time certainly in kids films is, is dysfunctional families you know you see i can't pull any examples to mind but often the thing is they just they're all so you know okay like a an example that i can sort of think of like sort of immediately uh the diary of a wimpy kid series it's a very dysfunctional family. Like they're very different, and then you know, the kid, the kids, and that they don't get along with the parents. You know, they, they, they you know, and they argue and they have all that sort of thing. But you don't, and like you, you really don't see. Like it's a very like interesting how like you know they're all like uh, it's a very it's a very large ensemble of characters, but they all have like like the it's not the greatest characterization or anything, but they're very much like you sort of understand who is who and they they all have little moments here and there that completely. they all bring something of their own skill set and hobbies to fight as it were so the main uh, tension and theme is that tom the main boy is flunking his grades on purpose because he's sick of being a mathlete and he's sick of being bullied because he's smart and of course by the end of the movie we're going to realize that actually smarts can stop an impending alien invasion so actually they're not too bad and on the side of that Mr. Butler's, Butler's character Jake 
is a child of divorce who's very hands-on he's got his paintball gun and his fireworks and he's very like rockish and like attractive like young man that's clearly in all the sports teams the sort of opposite if you will of Tom but the two combine their skill sets together for success and not one is prioritized over the other it's just that Tom learns the lesson that actually smarts are cool um I thought that was really fun uh to be honest the only flaw this movie has is with its sort of female representation and even then it's not bad it's just lacking really yeah well i think like because there's uh there's two sort of main there's like ashley tisdale as we mentioned before who i'm you know rather familiar with from a variety she's probably one of the people i knew that i like remembered being in this like i because she's you know a very big name and, and all that and then there's also like the little girl who's the who's like the youngest who's the yeah, very little girl, and then she, but she, I think she, the little sister gets her a lot of stuff, like, because she, commun- she meets with one of the aliens, and they form a uh, friendship together. Yeah, she gets a lot more and, to do, and I think she holds her own really well in this. She's a really fine little actress, especially considering a lot of what she's doing is acting alongside, we can only assume, a tennis ball on a stick. Yeah, pretty much, like, and I think... It's not like it's an amazing performance, but it's not a performance that I hate either, because that's often what child performances lead into it, for me. I think it's it just... is an amazing performance. If we're taking this film for what it is, I think it's memorable and endearing, and she manages to get across a lot of emotions with a lot of good facial expressions. And again, especially considering she's acting alongside essentially nothing, I think she does a really, really good job here, especially for her age. I think it's really strong. Yeah, like I, I, I think the acting sort of in, in an overall sense is like it, it's all very functional for what this is like. It's not like the most amazing acting in the world, but it, it's like it's very enjoyable to watch these characters. You know, some of some of the characters I'm more interested in than others, even though they're very, you know, basic characters on like very like, you know, you sort of see these kinds of characters and other types of films and that's not a problem it's, it's not like a dig at the film or anything it's just sort of something you see but I think there's a certain level of entertainment and I guess charisma is the word like they're they very much are like able to because it's predominantly kids for the like this is the primary protagonist but they all work fairly well for what they have to do and I think that's impressive because you don't get that as you know sometimes films where kids are the protagonist for a lot of it don't really work and you don't have kids who are able to yeah hold their own or and aren't interesting enough but I think in this you, the kids for the most part are fairly engaging in what they're doing definitely I would agree and um so before the aliens invade, we are introduced to Ricky, who is Bethany's boyfriend, who we find out quite early on is like breaking the law because we think he's 18. But it turns out that he's probably more like 22 or something. And he's dating this like 17 year old. And it's immediately I was like, oh, my God. like <laughs> Awful. Yeah. But then. I, uh, very quickly uh, yeah well, I mean I don't know what you thought of that um 
I feel like I remembered it. I no, I I didn't remember it until I started watching, and then I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. Because just looking at him, I'm like, he doesn't look like her age. Like he looks like a bit older at least. And then I remembered, like, oh, that's right. Isn't he like in college or something? And then he says that I'm like, oh, hmm, it's interesting yeah. for a kid's film to have. <laughs> yeah, um, like sort of it, pedophilia. Like it's it's very problematic because this came out in 2009 it's like that's like fairly recent in the grand scheme of things like it's not like I don't know it feels like that's something you might see in like an 80s film or a 90s film but in a 2000s film you know Mm. late 2000s as well it it feels very strange but I think they handle it like yeah I think they handle it well I like he didn't really have a problem with it. I wrote it down and I was like, huh, interesting choice. And then because <laughs> of what they then go on to do with this character, it's almost like, you know, it's just very shorthand for like, piece of shit. And then I literally, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into it because I ca- I'm obsessed. Basically, when the aliens <laughs> start invading, I love it. I love it so much. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And this man deserves a much bigger career than he's had based on his performance in this movie. Um, Robert Hoffman, if you're listening, you're fantastic and well done to you. Because basically the aliens have a device where they'll fling you on the back of your neck and it slightly tases you. Then they're able to take control with a sort of device. Um, And they're able to speak through you and control your movements. So really fun, really inventive, nothing massively new, but just really enjoyable. And it's put to such good use here because because Ricky, the boyfriend, becomes the primary victim of this uh, piece of technology, initially by the aliens. And then gradually everyone sort of gets a turn controlling Ricky. And he is... He must be some sort of... I think he's in, he's the, she's the man as a, as a footballer. And um, I think... So he's he's clearly athletic. He's clearly some sort of dancer because he's so flexible and he's able to move his body. And I'm sure he's helped sometimes by CGI. But primarily, this man is just giving the physical performance for lifetime. Like, move aside, Mr. Bean. He is flopping about all over the place. He's doing snap movements. He's contorting his body. He's contorting his facial expressions. He Every time he's possessed, you, you know, because he puts on this sort of, like, um, Sean William Scott-esque grimace. It's really quite off-putting, yet funny and goofy and he does this performance where of course he's then asked to eat flowers and trip over boxes and do all of these different things and say these like funny silly things and it it literally never gets old like honest to god it takes up a lot of this movie and I'm not once tired of it and we start off by just initializing the mind control aspect of it all and and having fun with that then the children take over and get him to do stupid things then it all leads up to absolutely fantastic later on in the film so the idea is that only adults can be controlled by this piece of technology so the children are safe um the grandma gets uh mind controlled at some point played by doris roberts nana rose pearson gets controlled so ricky and nana have this like kung fu fight in the hallway 
while they're both being controlled by both the aliens and the kids and it's so much fun well done whoever thought of that it's bloody brilliant so memorable just really good stuff like the way the fight scene is choreographed is quite good for like uh it has no right being as and like like this film like i will admit it's like it's like i enjoy it because of some level of nostalgia but i think it's fun to just watch just just like a grandma sliding down a set of stairs and then like doing a front flip like that's just entertaining like it's not like i i think like the way they you because that was like the stuff i loved watching this as a kid was just him getting hurt and him falling over like when he's like slapping his face over and over again like that's just (laughs) the funny and i still like watching it now i'm like uh, it's I, I it's not as funny as i remember it being but like it's still i like still smiling i was like still like this is yeah it's still pretty it's, funny and it's like it's this really, is brilliant slapstick isn't it yeah like, it's, it's, it it's is. very simple but it works so well for what it is like it's very low brow humor but it's like sometimes that's okay like uh, for, for me as someone like, who enjoys like yeah Sometimes like, lowbrow humour can be handled really badly and it can be overdone yeah. or overused. Um, but they just they know they know what they're doing here and his physical performance sells it so well that I as I say, I literally never got tired of it. I stayed to the end of the credits watching all the bloopers because I was just fascinated with how this man was able to move his body and the things that he came up with and it just it's really it's really cool it's a standout bit of this film that's a lot of fun um so the, i've also kind of really loved that the aliens themselves who look a bit like shrek and the little creatures from galaxy quest got in a blender <laughs> and then this is what they look like um so they're, all uh, yeah, right they look... designed. they're very standard they're, they're fine yeah. um i thought they were quite ugly to be honest like yeah. i never noticed it when i was younger but we're, we're watching like oh that doesn't look good like the like it's just it's not and it's a very unappealing color as well <laughs> like they're not yeah it's like snot green i guess is the color um and you've got the sort of uh main one who's in charge the like skipper who's jk simmons then you've got um thomas hayden and showing me her name uh taser and razor carrie walgreen and thomas hayden church as taser and razor who were the like doc man alien and sexy fighter female alien and they're in like a will they won't they enemies to lovers thing that's really given too much screen time enough to give the aliens a little bit of flavor so that's fine i'll allow it. it's fun it's something different it's uh, alien boobs but i'll allow it it's 2009 and then you've got um josh peck as sparks which is the like the most appealing looking alien the like cutest looking alien that's clearly gonna go all mm. et on us later on and he does um it's fun that's that's the four of them and i kind of loved that they were genuinely here to take over the world they they're not trying to be your friend they're not trying to make peace it's not a misunderstanding they are just 
the villain. And I don't know why I found that so refreshing, but I did. I was like, hey, we just have a, like, like they're, gonna, they're here to fuck shit up. Let's go. Sometimes you just want a, just a villain who's just evil. <laughs> you don't, there's, <laughs> you don't need anything deeper than that. It's like, they're just evil and that's it. And sometimes that's all you need. Like, I don't think, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very, like, I'm all for nuanced villains and all that, but I'm just like... Can we just have a villain who's just, like, evil because they want to be? Like, that's just yeah. fun. It's a way that, like, Disney our... is forgotten. Yeah, we say. still get our little turncoat alien that helps the humans out in the end. But, um, it's all right. It just planned. Again, we sort of get a backstory where, like, an alien previously landed on Earth and got eaten. So he must have been mistaken for some sort of animal and picked up mm. by a part of the, the of Earth. And um, mm-hmm. and so they're like, well, humans are dangerous. We're going to invade and take over. But, you know, they're a threat and they must be met as such. So we're going to bring all of our weaponry and arsenal and, and fight them. And mm-hmm. it's fair enough. <laughs> if I landed somewhere and someone ate one of my friends, I'd also see them as a threat. That's um, <laughs> interesting. And I think there are some genuinely really funny bits in this the aliens cut all the power so no one has access to phones or anything like that so they find an old landline which is a rotary phone and um, it's something that I've always thought about when I've looked at rotary phones rotary phones of course being the ones with the sort of circle and you have to the numbers and of course if you're dialing Spain especially in England if you're dialing 999 nine is at the end of the numerical line there uh American, not so bad because it's 911, but they do showcase, they're like, oh, brilliant, the rotary phone's working. And they do the nine, which is obviously you have to go all the way around. Then it like slowly ticks itself back up. And it takes the time, the movie takes the time to just stay with the rotary phone to do that. And I just found that really funny. I just thought it was a really good joke as the kids just stare at it like, what the fuck? And, I, and, it, and, it, and there's like that bit sort of just before where one of the kids he's trying to fucking tap in it and he's like why is it not working and because it, it doesn't know how yep. rotary phone works he just is like oh it just must be like all the other phones just press the buttons you know it's like and that could be so like just weak and lazy writing like it, it but it's a played at a level where it's like yeah of course this kid would think that like it's not like yeah. Because as well, there there's the twins, so they're, they're the younger twin brothers to Austin Butler's character, and their whole shtick is that one they can't act, but I'm here for it. Like immediately, I was like, <laughs> oh no, and then I was like, you know what? They're getting away with it. I don't know how they just are. They're charming enough that the fact that they absolutely could not act was not a problem to me, <laughs> and actually added to my enjoyment. But their whole thing is that they're really into like video games so a lot of that I mean it was so wonderfully nostalgic for me just having a movie that's constantly like it's not like yes this is real life like we and you're just like that makes no sense as a joke but I love that you've just referenced two things that nobody talks about anyone <laughs> so love it so they're obviously constantly in charge of the little mind control gadgets and they're using them like game boys and they're really good at it and that's justified and I think it's clever and, and a good Thing. and again it's sharing the skill set out for the invasion of the aliens and I, I was re- I really liked it I really liked them as characters yeah I think the film has a lot of examples of sort of obvious setups that get paid off event like with the Mentos at the beginning like 
we watched it and I'm like, oh, that's right, that comes back later. I completely <laughs> forgot about it, but seeing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, these men. I don't remember the context, but I'm like, Mentos definitely comes back later. They use oh, definitely. it. Yeah. yeah, so the Nana offers Mentos over as, like, uh, would anyone like a treat? And that's a very grandma thing to be like, here's a, a sweet that's not really great for kids, but, like, have it anyway, like, constantly handing it out. So then, of course, later on, they weaponize it by sticking it in Coke bottles and using them as, like, bombs. So yeah. <laughs> that's really fun. Uh, classic science experiment. Exactly. We've all done it. We've all been there. Yeah. It's also a classic grandma thing to offer you awful sweets because it's not even like like tropical mentos it's like mint yeah like i like mint (laughs) mentos well enough but it's like it's not the it's not mentos you go you go for like the flavored ones that taste like orange or something yeah (laughs) yeah oh classic but the little girl has a lot of good lines she she's like sick so of course every time they're confronted with parents she's like we're fighting aliens and the parents are like what and all of the older children then have to be like ah, blah, 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 blah. it's a game and at one point she goes oh we're using it to fight aliens i'm pretending it's pretend like i thought that was so cute and really clever <laughs> she's in the middle of this alien attack and she's like i'm just gonna pretend that this isn't happening i'm six i can't deal with this um and then of course she's the key mm. to their success by befriending this the smaller alien which again very obvious but very very sweet um really good stuff um, when the grandma gets uh, taken over by the aliens as well, she's got some great lines. She's banging on the door and she's like, children of my children, open the door. I have candy. And it's just like it's really like funny lines. I don't know who wrote this. It's like Mark Burton and Adam F. Goldberg. They they ring bells as names. Um, just uh, really funny. funny yeah, stuff. I definitely feel like I've heard of them. Yeah, they've, they've done a bunch of TV that you've probably heard of and all of that sort of thing. So, yeah, well done. Well done. Because, again, I, I think I always wrote this off as a very standard, unfunny kids movie from the mid 2000s. And of course, I would have been stuck in a moment where I was like, well, it's not going to be as good as the kids movies I had growing up. But of course, <laughs> it is. people are still putting effort into these things and they're still good. And um. Oh, Ashley Tisdale has a line where she, because obviously Ricky is acting so weird, she's sort of in an argument with him the whole vacation until they inevitably break up at the end. And uh, it's like, honey, do you want a burger? And she's like, no, I want to find whoever invented love and hack them apart with a machete. And the mum's like, (laughs) ah, boy troubles. (laughs) Wow. I love it. It's brilliant. And Really, there just wasn't enough Ashley Tisdale because she sort of had to be the suffering girlfriend for most of the movie. But Mm. then, of course, she's immediately confronted with the existence of the aliens and she's like, all right, how can I help? And then we have the inevitable girl on girl fight, which has to happen. And they mentioned breaking a nail. But again, it's it's fine. There's enough charm gluing this movie together that I'm going to let things off that would usually bother me in a way in that way. But um, also very happy that Ashley Tisdale is never used as the bait. Austin Butler is. So Mm. that was also a a tick in my book. And the second she decides to help them fight the aliens, she puts her hair up in a ponytail. So just really small things that all added to my enjoyment of this film. Yeah. uh, to, To talk about Austin Butler, I was watching the film and then the credits are rolling. I'm like, cool, cool. I don't know that guy's name. And then it says Austin Butler. And I'm like, what? 
And I'm like, this man was in this movie, and now he's and then now he's Elvis. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and watching him, I'm like, yeah, no, it is him. His voice is very different, but everyone says that now. His voice has changed <laughs> significantly. He's blonde, which you know, and like. I kind of liked him in this. I don't know why. Like, he's such a... He's a very, like... I don't know. It's not even like it's a big, like, standout character, really. I just, like, what he's doing as, like, this guy, you know? Like, just the way, like... There's the bit where he walks into that room with the two twins and he does, like, like hand signals for them to, to gesture for them to close the door. And it's so, like, over-the-top and unnecessary. He could just, like, tell... He doesn't need to, you know... Like, he could just say, close the doors, but he needs to go through this whole, like, military, like, hand yeah. gesturing. Like, and, he, and he's, because he's sort of set up as that throughout the whole thing, you know. He's got these, like, methods for, you know, dealing with the aliens, you know. And, and or, like, when he shoots Ricky with the paintball gun earlier on and that kind of thing, he, he sort of does. He doesn't think. He's just like, I'll go. He just does it. Yeah, it's and that plays off well with the other kid as well, the main kid. Yeah, that's the thing. That they're, they're sort of two sides of the same coin, and I think what makes this movie work so well is that they've managed to find young actors who just genuinely have a lot of charisma and screen presence and chemistry with each other. I just think that because whenever you get a bunch of kids in a movie, it's very uh, it's sort of like having a bunch of animals, isn't it? You sort of have to wrangle them and hope that they get on and for any fun or chemistry that they have off screen, inevitably because their kids hanging out and having a good time once the camera can starts rolling. And I think they do that well here. I mean, you've got quite seasoned people, a couple of I don't know if uh, Tom was a Disney boy, but Austin Butler was very sort of Hannah Montana. Obviously, Asher Tisdale's come from Disney. Um, Carter Jenkins, let's just quickly scroll down his IMDb. Um, yeah, he'd been he'd been acting for a while. Just the odd bits and pieces, like one-off episodes and things. But they're, so they're all clearly used to the screen and they're all clearly used to... Um, being in the movies as it were and I think that really works in their favour and because they're just so watchable and because the relationship is so sweet and there's none of this typical because it was a little bit small soldiers vibes but even small soldiers falls into that trap of like the sister and the brother hate each other and blah 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 like very quickly in this film Mm. we are introduced to all three children and immediately it's in a supportive like we're not going to tell on each other. We're here to help each other. We know what each other are up to. But we're just still genuine siblings. Mm-hmm. And it was very obvious to me very quickly that this was a really good thing that I was seeing. Because it gets so tiresome having the, like, the whole older sister that everybody fancies. And, oh, they all hate mm, each other. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Whereas, like, here, it's just like, no, no, they're all on each other's side. They're just siblings so they'll just have that as you've mentioned sort of classic bickering but it's never anything yeah. major because there's yeah, bigger things at stake like the fate of the world yeah yeah like it, it always sort of goes to any sort of things that tom does it, it's always bad things that he does it's always to ricky you know he he never and to fact he doesn't even shoot ricky with the paintball gun he, he doesn't want to it's and i and i think that 
it it portrays him in a better because if he you know was willing to you know do stuff to like because ricky's you know is not a great guy and all but like i think if he if tom was portrayed as bit wanting to do bad stuff to ricky and i think it would portray him very differently i think like he you know he knows that ricky's bad but like and he tries telling her that but he never wants to like he, he doesn't try and he never at least from what there is he never really goes out of his way to hurt ricky in a way that i mean um austin butler does <laughs> austin butler doesn't give a shit if i injured him all he wants but i think it yeah and i think it those and you know of course he gets and then tom gets along with his little little sister you know he, he they get along mm. as well with you know as you as is common with you know very you know with your little children and you know much older siblings it works you know there's a different dynamic there and they never really you know they sort of disagree like when, when there's the alien when you know that they, they uh have that uh confrontation with um the alien that they're, they're sort of like no he's you know he's uh, he's you know bad and everything and then she's like no he's my and then she's like no he's my friend you know and, and then they and she, and you know but and then they sort of are more open to it because you know of the sort of way that i'm just saying words and i and i feel like i'm trying to go to a point i just can't think of what I'm, the point i'm trying to say i, I think yeah. i think yeah the dynamics work and i think they all sort of work well and i, I think even the adults they work off well as yeah, well. I like we haven't spoken about the adults. They're they're really nice performances. Like really, there's a really lovely moment where Tom's thermostat up so they can get the aliens out of the vent by like trying to set them on fire basically. And the dad is like, stop touching, yeah, eating. And Tom's like, why can't you just mm. trust that I'm doing this for a reason? And then it comes out that he's been flunking on purpose. And the dad is like, well, mm. look, like, there's nothing wrong with being smart. I'm smart and I'm fine. And the Tom responds, understandably so, is why well, I don't want to be like you. I want to be cool. And it's really cutting. And what's so lovely with that mm. moment is that they just let dad respond to that without words. And so he's able to... Mm do a nice bit of acting where he's like hurt disappointed but he understands it he's not going to yell at him and he's not going to lose his temper but he's just like Mm. great okay and then and then the kids are just like okay well we're gonna go and he just goes don't touch the thermostat and then the kids leave and it's Mm. really powerful and it's so real um i think that's it in a for a movie where aliens invade the attic a lot of the relationships and the conversations that are had are very recognizable and relatable and the mom does a really good job as well and then you've got the sort of divorced um slacker uncle who's quite funny tim meadows Mm. the um, principal from mean girls turns up as the local sheriff tim meadows He's great. I don't so know. Like, he's really not even hard. a great actor. He's just always, he's one of those actors where I'm like, I see him in something, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, he's just yeah. an actor who, like, you like seeing in things, even though he's not that, he's not like, I'm not, not, it's not to say he's bad, 
but he's never an actor that I'm like, oh, he's a great actor. He's just like a nice presence to have in a film or whatever. Yeah, and he's fun, and and he's he's a bit redundant here. He's he's just here to sort of cause a bit of tension because they initially ring the police, and of course the police don't believe them. And then because he's got nothing else to do because he's in the middle of nowhere, he makes a big deal about calling a fraudulent call to the police. It's an offence. And then of course the parents have to be like, well, do you want to stay? Um, and then there's really lovely things as well where the kids are battling the aliens and the parents are all having a barbecue and it's like mm. oh there's the inco- ongoing alien invasion and then all of the adults are like oh look a meteor shower that's cute <laughs> it's just like that classic thing and uh, but done really nicely and at the end mm. as well I kind of really enjoyed that Tom could just turn to his dad and be like, look, you don't need to lecture me. I get it. I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to flunk my grades anymore. And the dad's very sweet. And he's like, oh, I had a really good lecture plan. I practiced it in the mirror and everything. Like just really <laughs> funny and sweet bits tying this movie together. Like the, the, like, mm. the weakest part of this movie are the aliens, I would argue. Every time we sort of <laughs> were with them as characters, I sort of, wasn't interested I wanted to get to the human characters because there was so much going on there it was so exciting mm. and and even then the aliens aren't bad like they're absolutely fine um not as interesting as the human characters yeah the aliens are very like sort of stock standard characters you know like that there's the, the sort of leader who's just like evil you know like he, he's just sort of yeah. the evil guy who sort of and then you know you've got the the sort of the, the the nice one who you know becomes the good guy, and then you've got the the two sort of the other ones who have to get together because that's how these things work. And I'm just like, that's fine. It's it's like the least interesting part though. It's like the the one part where I'm like, you could probably remove this and it wouldn't change anything yeah. yeah completely but even then like nothing wrong with them I just don't think they're particularly memorable but then it was going to be hard for them to be as little CGI creatures anyway um mm. so yeah I I was a little surprised at just how much I enjoyed this <laughs> yeah and um because I, I was thinking like I'm gonna go back I'm gonna rewatch it I'm like it's a film I loved as a kid but I'm not gonna like it as much now um and I quite enjoyed it like it's a film that like because I've got a niece and a nephew and I'm like this is a film I'd show to them like all the time because it's just like it's fun entertainment it's you know bits that they're obviously going to laugh at where you know because people are falling down and Ricky's you know slapping himself he you know and he's making that weird face or whatever that he has when he's in that certain mode you know and I, I think it really and there's lots of bits that I don't even remember and and even stuff that now that I'm like I definitely didn't get that when I was younger like when Ricky is um uh talking to the parents and he's trying to send them away and all that and he and then he asked for like some adult diapers and I was like yeah "Mm." that's like again very lowbrow type humor but it's like it works like kid would come up with as well yeah it's um i i think a bit that i probably one of my favorite sort of individual moments is when they're all the kids they're like looking under the bed of the the alien and then austin miller just goes oh and it's it's like oh i mean oh i'm like it's such a like 
a very small moment, but probably my favorite joke in the film, just yeah. based purely <laughs> on how he plays it, because he's just so, because it's like a genuine oh, and then he and then he just looks, and he's like oh, me, ugh, you know, like it's it's very and that's sweet. you know thing that happens, yeah, and I think like he's probably my favorite part of the film, like sort of performance, I think Austin Butler, and now I'm like man. Maybe I will like him in Elvis, because if I liked him in this, <laughs> maybe Elvis will be good. I don't know. Because I'm like, <laughs> if he can do so much with a very, because like Elvis, like is a big part he's playing. Lots of the films like over two and a half hours, and this like he does so much in less than ninety minutes. Like they tell you, you know, it's a, it's relatively short. Like it, it but it, it, it breezes by, and it's like if he can do all this, you know, have great sort of comedic moments and have a genuine charm in like 90 minutes i'm like maybe he could you know elvis could be maybe good in that i don't know like i'll i'll find out i guess when i eventually watch it when i inevitably have to watch it when he's nominated for an oscar yeah and that's interesting because i'm like yeah I, i i was aware of him back in 2010 and i didn't even realize yeah there you go magic of the movies yeah I think this film, it's like, it's very watchable. I'm sounding very positive, but it's because of just how surprised I am that I enjoyed it. Like, this is, I'm positive if I showed this to people who are my age now who didn't grow up with this, they'd think it's shit. And I'm like, yeah, I I can kind of, I think if this was I don't know, I think it depends. Because I didn't grow up watching it. I watched it for the first time yesterday and I really enjoyed it. Mm. And I think, people I think I think if you can get behind whatever Ricky is doing if you enjoy that I think you're going to really like the movie Mm. if you think it's Mm. shit and stupid then I don't think you're going to like the movie but I think there's a lot of positives here and I think that I think that if it was on tv I would I would it on definitely but also to be fair you really love kids films like in a in a general sense like not as not i'm not like dissing you i'm just saying you get a lot more enjoyment out of them i feel like than yes you're currently like if i like specifically at kids movies yes (laughs) yeah but like i mean i don't know like i definitely am like i might want to watch this with friends and see what they think if because i'm like if they've never seen it i just want to watch the reaction to people like my age who didn't see this because I yeah. wonder, like, what they would think. Because, like, it's not, like, it's very simple and all that, but I'm like, that's fine. I can go with that. I don't need every film to, to be doing something new. I think a lot of people, I've talked about this before with other people, and I just, like, I'm all for films just being mental and doing crazy shit. But I'm like, also, I can enjoy a film that's, like, simple and basic and, and doesn't isn't really doing a whole lot like i i can go with it i just need it to have a like this one is has got is very consistent in what it's doing and, and the level it's sort of playing it at you know it's a, it's you know it's a, it's got a lot of comedic elements but it, it 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 sort of stays at that it never drifts too far into like like arguably it's absurd i mean i mean there's aliens uh, invading the earth which is which is very far-fetched arguably but it but it stays at that sort of level like all the stuff with ricky 
and and the grandma as well to be fair and them being possessed well not possessed mind controlled it it never veers off into a level that is too far for you to buy into mm-hmm. i think like it, it really sticks to a level of like yeah i think you're right it, and it doesn't try and play it straight like it, it really embraces at times the comedy that it's doing and and it also makes sense at times just because it's the kids, like we're following kids. So, of course, there's going to be Ricky, you know, hitting himself over and over again because that's just the thing kids would find funny. And, mm-hmm. like, it, it works within the, the the mind of a child. Like, you know, if it was yeah. adults doing it, then it wouldn't work as well. I think the, the, the idea of making it a group of kids and also doing it to a character who we're not meant to like, like, I, I think they're also doing it to a, the villain or one of the villains, rather. It, it works hmm. and I think it is nice it's cathartic for the audience and and that's and I mean the ending is the same as well is although it's kind of interesting the ending because he's if I'm he gets like the thing knocked out of his neck but then they could still mind control him at the end I, I don't I think that's I, maybe yeah, I, I didn't maybe think, I missed think they kept one of the they kept one of the devices, I think, so then Ashley Tisdale can get her vengeance and control Ricky for a time while he goes off to another to try and court another girl. And again, like, yeah, bloody here for it. Like the credits start rolling and then it comes back to be like, and here's what happened to Ricky. And I was like, oh, yes, let's go. It was great. It was yeah. Just, yeah, just really enjoyed it. I, I, I did like that. I was just, I, I was sort of yeah, referring to because I thought he had the thing knocked out of him, unless it's sort of got like a permanent thing, like effect, because it, or maybe it was. Yeah, I think they like or, reattach it somehow, but also I don't like, I don't care. It's like so they don't fun need to explain like, it whatever. really. I think it's like, it's something that nitpicky people will get upset at, but it's like, it's just, it's just funny to watch a guy fall over. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like it's, it's just funny. So well as Slapstick well. is, that's why slapstick well. is fun. Yeah, he does it so yeah, well, and, and just, like, like he, he is really good, because he, he, like, yeah, facial expressions, you know, he just, and the way he delivers certain lines, and he just has a level of, like, man, he really, I feel like he should have become a bigger thing. Like, I, I know this film wasn't well-received, um, but I think it's because, you know, people who are, you know, I, I think critics. I'm 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 never one to say that like critics are wrong, or I'm never one to say any opinion is wrong because that's just not how it works. But I'm like, I think some people need to take a film at a specific level. Like they need to view it differently. That like you like you, I wouldn't go in viewing this the way I would like Citizen Kane. You know, like I'm like it's I wouldn't be expecting the same thing. I, I go into a film like okay, this is what this film is as long as it does it that does like that sort of thing at that level that works for me that's what i want you know i i don't need everything to be you know yeah at a, at a same level no, that makes sense amazing well that's all of my notes that's everything i've got to say i genuinely really enjoyed it so thank you so much for picking it it was a lot of fun to watch um mm. where can people find you uh, i got a i've got a podcast as well that was uh, mentioned at the beginning at the movies with Wim Fletcher on Spotify and Apple. I'm sure if you search for it, it'll show up on Instagram at the movies, Wim Fletcher, Facebook, same thing. If you want to like the 
Facebook page. Um, I've got a website. It's not very good. I haven't <laughs> worked on it in a while, to be fair. Uh, my, uh, but I will get it work, set up properly and have it have a nice setup for it eventually. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I'm on Letterboxd. If you nice. wish to follow me there, uh, William F should be there. Yeah. I will put all of these links in the description so you'll be able to find them. Thank you so much for coming on. That's all good. I enjoyed this. Good. And we'll see you next time on Why This Film.